Ain't it the truth? Here we are. <laughs> Here, we, Here are. we are. No, my English is better than that. I'm just thinking of the Wizard of Oz and the Cowardly Lion. Oh. Ain't it the truth? <laughs> <laughs> that was very good. Wow. How funny. I love that show, though. You know. Uh, remember back a long time ago before we had watch anything whenever you want? You oh, knew I it know. was coming yeah, on. Yeah, like on demand now. Or we would sit in front of the TV, and oh, that was a major. Wait, that Sunday was a major evening, thing in right? our house. The wizard. We had to get the kitchen clean before we could watch TV at our house. So those we'd monkeys. Have to go wait and hurry. Those monkeys. What time is it coming me on? Did they scare you? The monkeys. Oh. That's Melissa, my daughter now, who's who's grown, would go up and kick the TV when the witch would come, <laughs> and she. <laughs> Oh, she did try gracious. to warn her, though, you need to move when the water was coming at her. You know, you need to move. <laughs> she was mad at her, but she didn't want her dead, you know. Oh, jeez. Well, here we are at your livable garden. It's a beautiful, beautiful day. It's Christmas season, it's right? It's chilly, mm. but it's beautiful. Um, Hope your tree's up. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all ready? He's laughing because I was slow start this year. I, I did the office, and then uh, it was kind of a slow start at the house. Okay, let me go and ahead and just, I'm going to make Once this it hits December. You know. Easy for you, or maybe it's going to be easy for me. I'm going to get this out of the way right now. We had someone do our Christmas lights, and... Um, on the house, he on means. On the house. Which is two-story plus one. And he had them all up, and I guess I made the mistake, because I got home, and this was a couple weeks ago. Prior to... Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And it was way too early. I thought they had the Christmas lights on, so I got home, and they're all on. They look beautiful, and I, I went around and unplugged everything. So, uh, Belinda here never really saw the lights on until Thanksgiving night. I, I kind of wanted to see him to see if I needed a, a few more, like if he'd put them in the branches and things like that. <sighs> anyway, now Thanksgiving night, they looked, they did work. Everything was up and running Thanksgiving night. Uh, that's almost. the only. Almost. We well, didn't have was, the one on the side. There was that one three, well, one foot section that wasn't running. Well, on the, the back side of the fence that never got plugged in. However, they have not been all <laughs> together running since yeah. then. They are coming on whenever they feel like it at different times within, like, gaps of 15 to 20 minutes. Men, do I need to tell you what kind of trouble I'm in right yeah, now? Yeah, I drove I... home last night, <laughs> and the lights on the left side of the driveway are not on. <laughs> yeah, and at 3 o'clock in the morning, I can see my fence in the backyard because it's still on, but the trees are off. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't bother anyone but me. I'm going to... <laughs> it's a mess. It's a and mess, I'm in y'all. Such trouble. Now, my neighbors haven't now. knocked on the door, but well, it's because you know I got my tree up and it's pre-lit tree, so you just you know stack it. Put All it I have to say is this, uh, guys: Have you ever had an elbow in the ribs at two thirty a.m. to say, "Hey, the lights in the back just came on"? <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm Anyhow, in trouble. The Christmas season. Try to have fun about that, right? I Has just been fun. don't know. Who I can? I'm, I think I'm going to call yeah. David. Our uh, yeah. David Wilkinowski at DW go. Electric. He does all of our swimming. If you're pool. listening, David, he does yeah. all our swimming pool work. I don't Lunch know if I can. <laughs> today would not be late enough. I, mean, I don't know if I honestly. can get him out to the house on the weekend just to work on overtime. But all I can say is it's not nice, and I'm no. in trouble, and yeah. it's going to be a lump of coal if I don't there get these daggum lights working. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, now the landscape lights all are beautiful, but these Christmas lights. Yeah, I, we Goodness. thought we'd do some Christmas Gracious. lights, and I've and I'm really just a white light. I don't know if you guys are what color lights you like, but I just like white lights. You know, growing up, we had the big bulbs that screwed in each bulb went in, you know, and you screwed them in, and I don't know where those they even make them anymore. Are you suggesting that all the blue icicle lights I got? Yeah, are not what those you... are all you. I mean, the kids are like, <laughs> "Gosh, you let him do blue icicle lights," and I'm like, "I know, I know," but he wanted them. That's all he asked for. 
And other than that... Um, if I could just get them all on at the same time. Yes. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> but anyhow, you're not in trouble. I'm just a little little sad here. By gosh, I bet we get them no. done before January. No, but I haven't had a straight night's sleep since they've been yeah. on no. or off or whatever. I feel like I'm tanning from the lights in the backyard. <laughs> no. Do you have like Christmas smells? Do you remember Christmas smells growing up? Eggnog. Eggnog, that's funny. You know, know what? I, I think of nutmeg and cinnamon, and you know, Thanksgiving kind of kicks that off. But then when we got the tree, we'd put the tree in the house, and we always had a live tree, and it was very awesome. Um, I loved coming in, just that sense of Christmas, you know, and rosemary. We had the music going. My mom had Christmas albums. The old, the old record player that played the LPs. Right. You could stack them. Yeah. And you could play like three or four at a time. Right. Albums. Yeah. Oh, we had so many. Yeah. I mean, we had. I find it amazing. You can go out and you still hear songs from Andy Williams' "Merry Christmas" album that I had growing Andy Williams, up. That was big at our yes. house too. Oh, it was wonderful. Well, you know so. what I like, too, is the peppermint ice cream. I don't know if anybody else likes that stuff. but It's I, my I like, favorite ice cream, peppermint ice cream. Peppermint. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I think, I hate to, well, here's Ben & Jerry's, I believe, puts one out, <laughs> peppermint ice cream. But uh, sometimes my mother would just cut up our candy cane sticks and then put it on vanilla ice cream. But I go. loved it. It was still good. And, and uh, those were sweet memories. How did you do Christmas, you know, growing up? Oh, well... We always, you know, we always, people wrap and unwrap and do different times. We always had Christmas Eve was the time that we unwrapped presents that we gave each other or relatives gave At each other. At night or something after dinner or before? It was, we always had oyster stew for Christmas Eve. And oyster stew was nothing but the oysters and milk and butter and salt and pepper and that's it. But we had oyster stew every Christmas Eve. And I loved it. You did? Yeah. He puts those oyster crackers in there. Okay. And it, but basically, it was nothing but flavored milk with a few floating oysters, just to be quite yeah. honest. But it so sure was good. That's when you start eating them, huh? So uh, we had oyster stew. Then we would all sit around. I loved unwrapping all the presents and all that. But then on Christmas morning, see, that's when Santa Claus brought the presents. And they were not wrapped. They were just in piles in different places. There were little groupings going around the tree. And we couldn't wake up. <laughs> we, so you we, knew your pile It's pretty easy. Santa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty easy to figure that out. Really? But we were only allowed out because of that one Christmas morning when we got up too early. And after that, we weren't allowed out of the rooms until, <laughs> until parents your mom said they opened go. the door. Yeah. And They're we never, never getting up. Open but but the they door. were never, uh, we didn't wrap, or Santa Claus didn't wrap the presents. Now, I'm not really sure if it was a, something that was a problem with Santa Claus or had a lot more to do with how many other ingredients got mixed into my dad's eggnog the night before. <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> Who I, needs wrapping paper? I think, I, yeah, that was pretty close to it. Oh, we don't no. need to wrap these things. We and... had a funny Christmas one time where my mom had to use duct tape. <laughs> we woke up and we're like, what? <laughs> yeah, Santa did that. No, he didn't. You <laughs> used duct tape for everything. There... <laughs> my mom used duct tape for everything. I remember we when Santa better. Claus left a note on a piece of cardboard. Of course, the cardboard was the same backing that came out of my dad's shirts from the launder. But anyway, right. that piece of cardboard about presents still in the car. <laughs> Had to stuff a few out there. That was a heavy. That was kids. a heavy eggnog <laughs> night. I think I'm not sure. Just write a note to the kids. <laughs> no. Of course, we never knew that. You know, early um, on, you kind of started putting the pieces together. Could y'all just like? Like when you unwrap gifts, did everybody get to unwrap all at once or did you have to do it one at a time? Now, listen, you know my mom. You know how she was. <laughs> Not only did we, I'm telling you right now, December 26th by 10 a.m., if we did not have our thank you notes written, 
<laughs> it was going to be, you know, we had to, and it was a good thing. It was a good. My mom was, she was from the South. She grew up with absolutely nothing. I mean, she came from as poor as it gets, but she knew the Southern manners and she made sure we did that. We wrote our gifts. I mean, we received a gift. We wrote the thank you. Isn't that nice? We did it for birthday presents. We did it for Christmas. And if we didn't have it done and have it done quickly, then it was not, it was not a pretty Isn't sight. that sweet? Because that is a a great gift right there giving note cards yes to someone for christmas um i think it encourages a thankful heart too you know i think when you're thanking oh my gosh thank you for this and thank you for that you do four or five of those man and you do start well nowadays if you want to get a note from someone you better give them a Uh, self-addressed stamped envelope they don't know how to use the mailbox anymore right (laughs) that is funny people write it and they lick it and they put it there so what i do with this now it goes in the mailbox they won't mail it if you don't put it in the mailbox you mean you actually put things in the mailbox? <laughs> Get to meet the mailman? Oh, my goodness, right? How funny. So anyway, but... Um, you know, in projects, your dad ever put stuff together, bicycles, or, or make you a surprise? Like Glenn's kind of got something we probably won't talk about, but um, he's making a surprise. My dad always had a project going on. My dad built my brother a ramp for, you know, bicycle ramp jumping. You ever did that? In Pas- oh, he built an emergency room kit. <laughs> he did. Right. Well, we got pogo sticks. I mean, we were not my we were not hurting for stuff. My dad got stuff, but he also would say, "You know what? More stuff's coming in. We're moving this stuff out." And we would, you know, give it away. We would give it away. You should need to pass stuff we along. We do a lot of giving away. So just yeah. like I should give away two shirts for every new one I get at this I point. Know. It's um that's true. The fact that we're even down here doing the show this weekend after our party Friday night. We had our office party Friday night and. Office parties at Mirror Lake are always fun because it's not just the office. It's all sorts of folks. Clients, what kind of leads into what we're about to start talking about? Client, well, it, because yeah. when you give gifts for Christmas, you like to give gardening gifts. Uh-huh. You know, one of the biggest things people get around Christmas are these little jars of jam and, you know, yeah. that Harry and Davy Homemade thing. stuff. Mm-hmm. But better oh. than that. No, no, no. Oh, I'm talking Harry about and Davies But I'm thinking, fruits. why do that? I think you should give someone the package where they can do it themselves. But a lot of people aren't really up on fruits, nuts, and berries, so you have to bring in the experts, which is what we did. Yes. We decided to get a hold of Monty Nesbitt, who I do believe is on the phone. Otherwise, I don't know what I'm going to say because I don't know much about... <laughs> no, I am here. Oh, good. Yay! <laughs> Thanks, Monty, for saving the day. Thank you, Monty. See, I, I, when it comes down to developing places outdoors and patios and plantings and pools, I've got that down, but I just don't know that much about fruits and veggies, and there's nothing more fun... Than going out and picking things and having that having that edible garden. So perhaps you could maybe help us out and give us a few ideas if you've got uh, how you get somebody set up with a great Christmas gift so they can get into the spring and start doing some fun planting. Well, there's there's tremendous opportunities uh, and wonder. You really bring some some um, long lasting. A fruit tree has the potential to be a real long lasting gift. It also can be a little intimidating. It's almost you have to be careful. It's almost like giving someone a pet because you need some care <laughs> right. that comes with a, a nice fruit tree with a bow around it. Yeah, there's some other things that come along with that. Okay. Um, but there are um, lots of options, lots of possibilities. Houston is, a, is an incredible place, incredible area for fruits because it's, it's neo-subtropical. That allows us to grow a lot of um, citrus and uh, other subtropical fruits. Along with a wide collection of temperate uh, temperate fruits, uh, we have some challenges with 
some of the old traditional things, apples and uh, peaches, mm-hmm. pears. Uh, but there, you can be successful with the right with the right varieties and the right some of the right techniques and expectations. Well, what are some of the easiest things you want to start off? What would be the easiest fruit tree or, or plant that you would say, "Hey, let's give this to someone to get them really interested, where they're going to have success with it pretty quick." Well, two things two things come up to the top of the list. One is an Asian persimmon, which is um, you may be familiar with the, the common persimmon, which is a little golf ball sized fruit. Asian persimmon is the size of a tomato and. Um, a uh, very nice, wonderful fruit, easy to grow. Um, some of them require a um, cross-pollination with two varieties, so you have to watch that. But otherwise, um, a persimmon is not a, is not a difficult fruit to grow. That's one. The other would be... No, wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's, Monty, here, here's... I need to ask you this because I don't think I've ever eaten a persimmon. Is it... Mm-hmm. What... Is it something to make you happy? I mean, I've never... What's a persimmon like? Well, for, if you go out in the woods and you can find them, they're a fall-ripening fruit, right. very colorful, yellow to orange in color, kind of glossy uh, peel, leathery in some cases. If you go out to the native persimmon, it's a common persimmon you find in the wild, uh, be about the size of a small jo- uh, uh, golf ball. Okay. They've got to be really ripe. If you ever eat one unripe, you'll know that you had something because they're really It's like Aunt Marge. Is, really is that astringent. where the, the inside of both cheeks touch each other when yeah. you eat? Okay. Fuzz. Uh, okay. And, uh, but the, but the, the Asian types, uh, a lot of which come from Japan, are large. Uh, they'll be, uh, they have different shades, but some of them will be kind of like a beefsteak tomato type fruit. Right. Okay. Um, very colorful. They'll get yellow, gold, reddish color. And there are some non-astringent types that you can eat firm. Okay. A lot of Americans are a little bit hesitant on persimmons because they're typically a soft fruit. You can actually eat them with a spoon at the, at, when the astringency gets low enough. We tend to like firm fruit, and for that reason, the, the non-astringent Fuyu-type persimmon is a wonderful fruit. Okay. Oh, good. So, okay, let's move on. So from that's pers- one. The okay. other was, if, you, if you're looking for easy things to grow, uh, the other would be jujube, which is uh, Zizifus, uh is the genus, and it's a very hardy plant, very tough plant, a little bit thorny. But makes a little half apple sized fruit that is um, easy to grow. Okay. Um, again, a little bit of an obscure fruit, but one that there are people that grow them in the Houston area with success. Olives are easy to grow. I would I would put olives and figs uh, in that yeah, I mean, category. Figs, figs are so easy. Goodness gracious. Figs are easy to grow. You've got to you've got to really keep the birds uh, from. Beating you to them. <laughs> well, I've got I've got no, a reci- that's true. I've got a recipe for fig and blueberry uh, blue jay pie. So it's uh, a <laughs> there you oh. go. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay. Monty. Maybe not. Maybe yeah, not. probably just, not. Okay. So olives. I'm 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 excited about olives because these would make fun gifts though too. You know, if oh, you give yeah. someone even olive tree and, and a bottle of olive, olive oil. oil. Yes. There you, you know, go. Or and even... get one with some fruit on it if you can. And yeah. It, that, that maybe it often that's the only fruit they ever see. But if you start out with a fruit tree with <laughs> one fruit on it, <laughs> at least they know it's possible. Awesome. My concern <laughs> is if I give this and then it's not successful, will they still talk to me? Yeah. yeah. No, that's a you, that's a challenge. But but Texas A&M AgriLife Extension. 
We've got lots of information on helping people how to grow. Now that that's basically now you're with AgriLife, is that right? Yes, sir. Okay, so you're one of the. Are you like uh, what, what's your position there? I'm an extension program specialist. I work in with pecans, fruit, um, citrus. Okay. So if well, tell us fruit. about citrus. You know what? Because everyone loves everyone loves a potted citrus. We have our own joke here at the office. I could design the most incredible, large, award-winning estate pool patio, fish pond, koi pond, reflective pond. And Belinda will say, she'll walk into the presentation and say, hey, you want to add a potted citrus? And the people just melt. Oh, I want a potted citrus. I love potted. It's you know, true. But they give me a hard time about it. I just well, like to have it on the porch. But everyone wants a potted citrus. So. Well, and, and this time of the year is a gift. They, they Two things. One, they look really nice. They're, they've got leaves on them. That's a, <laughs> yes, that's true. You know, you're not giving someone a stick. Pecan tree. And then secondly, they're fragrant. If you crush citrus leaves, they're going to be. They're going to give you that odor, that aroma. And then, secondly, they can have some fruit. A small citrus tree, which has been grafted, is ready to bear fruit now. Year one now. Okay. And yeah. So some of them will have fruit on them. I actually thought once upon a time that a nice business opportunity would be growing kumquat. Are you familiar with kumquat citrus? Yes. Uh-huh. You know, they, you can shear them into almost a Christmas tree shape, and they have they already have the dec- decorations on them. <laughs> and I thought, great Love business it. opportunity, rent yeah. kumquat trees uh, each Christmas in pots, and then, you know, do that every year. But, yeah, I think citrus tree tr- trees are great opportunities horticulturally, they they grow well in the Houston climate. Our problem is an occasional winter freeze. This past weekend, right? Um, and and throughout the winter, we occasionally get nipped um, and and can can lose trees completely. Even trees of of quite some age and size can be killed with these occasional severe freezes. Texas is unique in terms of it's it, our horticultural challenges. No other state where you can grow citrus has the the freeze intensity and the sporadic occurrence of freezes that we have in in Texas. So that's the problem is that you've got to have a plan for these three nights of winter where you're going to get tested. <laughs> right. Right. Often it's the often it's the weekend you're out of town. Yes, oh, it's always that's always that yeah. Yes, it's always that be pipe that bust and you forget to cover your faucet outside and well i think that's what makes people in texas so adaptable i think people from all over the united states are moving down here and they think god you people are like on your toes we've got so much energy what's because we have to change every two minutes because of the weather right so we're like we're always jumpy so we do we move forward we get up and we try everything man we don't we don't mind failure at all and I think citrus is a fun thing, and it's an easy one. You know, the Meyer lemon, give that to someone. I mean, even me, for goodness sakes, I, I didn't know anything about Meyer lemons, and that poor thing, I couldn't kill it. It just it just <laughs> began to be successful on its own. You know, it's just awesome. And, well, a good a good Christmas gift for someone who may have a citrus tree is, is some type of fertilizer. Citrus trees, the key to success is fertilization. They're evergreen. They like to produce a lot of fruit. Sometimes people are surprised when I tell them that a, that a, a mature size orange tree, and one tree can produce four or five hundred pounds of oranges if it's healthy. Wow! If it's fed properly, if it's given good water. So, um, when do you feed them? So, when the fruit's on it. You, you fertilize citrus. My recipe is three times a year: okay. Valentine's Day to get started. You have to start early in the spring. 
or late winter, so Valentine's Day, then I let them flower and set fruit. And then after we see the fruit on the tree, we decide, do we have enough to need to feed the tree again? And that's going to be May. And so Mother's Day, and then you can even supplement as late as uh, Father's Day. So if you remember Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, those are the, the first. That is the way to set up a schedule. That, yeah, that's wonderful. that's really good. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the way to do it. Well, l- let me ask you one more thing here. I'm, I'm not sure um, if they're going to tell me we, we're running too long, but we need to move into blackberries only um, because I love blackberries, and mm-hmm. I noticed that you just happen to be an author of an article on blackberries. So, you know, th- th- that's uh, it's pretty easy to grow blackberries in, in, in the Houston area, is it not? It's it's a great fruit. It, it's it's probably it should be our state fruit. The blackberry is what we can really do well with not only Houston but lots of the state of Texas. Um, dewberries are native to these wooded areas in and around the Houston area. The Brazos blackberry was developed right here at College Station, Texas. It's an old, uh, old, old variety that's still it's thorny, but it's a rugged, long-lasting plant. <laughs> uh, there are thornless varieties today that you can get. Natchez is a variety from Arkansas that I would recommend. Uh, if you want to get away from thorns, and mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of us do, there's also a new development with blackberries called primocane bearing. These will actually set fruit the first year. Uh, That's the, always on, a good thing on the vegetative canes, and you can cut them off at the uh, at the ground level each year, and each year they will fruit. Normally, blackberries are a two-year process. The canes live two years; they're vegetative the first year and fruiting the second year. Primocane bearing types um, we could treat as an annual crop, which is kind of interesting. And the fruit ripens in the fall of the year, like September to October. But is it as good? It's, it is as good, okay. but it is not as adapted to the heat that we have in Texas, oh, okay. unfortunately. So we're still not on board with primocane bearing types just yet. We hope that the breeders will continue to improve that. Natchez, Kiowa or, or uh, the two probably best Arkansas variety uh, blackberries to plant in this part of Texas. Kiowa is a fantastic blackberry, very large fruit. Uh, it does have thorns. There's some old varieties from Texas. I mentioned Brazos. The other ones are Roseboro, um, uh, Bryson, and Womack. And those three, um, I have people occasionally tell me they've had plants that have lasted 25 to 30 years without a lot of care. So um, blackberry is a good choice, great choice for having a, a kind of a summer, uh, late spring and summer fruit at your on your property. M- Monty, on these on these blackberry plants. So the first year on on the older ones anyway. The first year is vegetative. Second year is, is flowering and fruiting. Now, does every year, or for example, on that second year, are they putting out other first year yeah, canes? So yeah, it's an it's a renewing cycle, and so okay. once you pass the first year, then you always have canes that are either one year old uh, or in season, current season, previous season, or or dead. After the second year, they die. That's what I was going to ask you. So right. you, you remove those canes, okay? Correct. Absolutely. Now, um, so you got a few. So I guess it takes a little bit of work and takes a little bit of commitment because you're going to be out there for a year with nothing. Yeah, the first year, and that's that's not bad. Uh, a, a peach tree, an apple tree, um, pear tree. We could be two or three years before we saw okay. uh, fruit. Pecan tree, seven, eight years. Okay. So we're we're not bad with a only only needing one year to get a blackberry going. Go. So are, are you in the College Station area yourself right now? Yes. Okay. Correct. Well, I uh, 
I used to go out there on the uh, railroad track just uh, south of, well, you know, the track right there, and I'd pick my dewberries back when I was in Davis-Gary Dorn back in the 70s. That oh, was yeah. My, uh, that was my big thrill to go out there, and yeah, I, I wasn't much of a player back then. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, p- picking the dewberries on the railroad yeah, track, that was, yeah. that was a big day for me. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, thank you so much. And, uh, well, you're very welcome. We hope to uh, maybe have you on a few more times. As we yeah, I bet you have a lot more to share. Boy, you are, you're very informative, and you yeah, sure have encouraged We're happy to help. And Aggie Horticulture is our website where you can find a lot of this fruit information. You want them to email you directly? They can email me uh, if they'd like. My email at contact, you can find it in that website, aggiehorticulture.tamu.edu. Okay, Monty. Thank you so much. Have Thanks, a wonderful Monty. Christmas. All right. Sir. You're yes, welcome. Sir. Thank Bye-bye. you so much. Wow. There you go. Blackberries. blackberries. Fruits, citrus, olives. Man, people. It'll come around when the chimes ring out. It's Christmas morning again. Peace on.